What is going on, Kim? Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday. How was your Christmas? It was absolutely fantastic. I had a very excited six-year-old um, that wanted the world for Christmas, and she got a lot. <laughs> I was just telling Zach before the show, we were up until, my husband and I were up until one o'clock in the morning putting together a Barbie dream house. <laughs> 75 so pieces the, later. The, the real, is it like one of the ones that she can go inside of? No, no. Oh, but it, okay. It's, it's big. It's literally probably four feet high, and okay. I guess my my next question high. was going to be if like you've tried to sneak into it. Oh yeah, no, it's for Barbie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, actually, let's get this out of the way. Both Kim and I are under the weather right now. Uh, I am on the tail end of it. Kim is not yet. So uh, if there's random muting uh, or hacking, we apologize. Hopefully not hacking. Hopefully yeah. we're good. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, it reminds me, my son used to love to build like box forts and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he'd get real creative and, and inventive and stuff like that. And, uh, so there were, there were times that I had these huge forts, like all over my living room and stuff. It was, it was great. So, uh, welcome to everybody joining us on this fantastic Wednesday evening. Uh, thank you so much for being here with us. We've got, we got a show. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about this one because I think we have. I'm going to say we're going to have a lot of difference of opinions. I'm gonna I think say. we probably will. So Kim's <laughs> get the wrong, popcorn ready. But, yeah, Kim is wrong, but you know she always comes with the best argument. So um, that would be negative. I'm always right. <laughs> you said it yourself the last time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I said you were right that one time is exactly what I said. Not that you're always right. There's a difference. So, I have it on video. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, the world's got it on video, but uh, you know, and we'll we'll go back next time and maybe pull that video and we'll replay it. But yeah, no, Kim was right. Kim was right once. I'll so, one seriously, <laughs> Kim, I want to start this by telling a very quick story uh, of an experience I had almost a year ago to date. Nope. So, I was, you know, as drivers, we know when the money's coming, whether it's like poor weather or there's like a major sporting event or something like that. Right. We just kind of know when the money's coming. So I was driving on one of those nights. Uh, I, I purposely didn't turn on my apps. I got to my waiting place and I opened DoorDash and it was gray, which I kind of found weird. And so I'm like, all right. So I open Uber eats and Grubhub and I sign on with those. And I proceed to wait about 15, 20 minutes in between orders, which was so strange that I thought that something was wrong with my phone. And it turns out that nothing was wrong with my phone. It was just a really slow night. And that was particularly alarming to me because that night was New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's been a rough year, Kim, for a lot of drivers. For me, it was a year. So uh, to me, I feel like a lot of these apps did a lot of changes that took a lot away from drivers over like the past year. <clears throat> but not only that, but like it caused a lot of drivers to lose lots of money. And that's never a good thing, right? We're out here trying to hustle and grind and, you know, whether you're part time and you're trying to pay off debt or pay for a trip or like your full time and it's bill money. Like it, it affected every single 
one of us and it even caused, <clears throat> sorry, me to reevaluate how I work. And I even, I mean, I had a lot of apps to begin with. Like, I think I added like at least five or six new apps this past year to compensate for what was going on with the food delivery apps. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> those of us who've been around for a while, we remember how things were two, three years ago. Yeah. And so maybe some of us wrongfully assume that something is broken, but I think we're kind of seeing the downturn economically of, you know, oversaturation, but people kind of pinching pennies because they don't have a lot extra as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so what are people doing, right? They're looking for alternate sources of income to help bridge the gap between their W2 income you know, and their bills. So they go and they drive, right? So less people are ordering, more people are driving, there's fewer orders and drivers pay the price for it. Yeah. I mean, if you think about even like your own spending habits, like I know me, like personally, like I cut back a lot myself because you kind of knew going into 2023, the economy was rocky to begin with. Yeah. So even for me, like I cut back a lot. So if I'm one of how many millions of people how many think have like the same mindset of me? Like I can't even tell you the last time I ordered on DoorDash or Uber Eats. Like it's yeah. a very rare occasion. Like I even canceled. I had DoorDash pat like the past, and I'm like I canceled that. Like everything kind of went back to basics, even for me. So if it's happening to me, if I want food, I'm gonna go out and get it and pick it up, or go out to dinner. Yeah, so uh, I want to get the chat's opinion real quick. I want to jump into something here. Yeah. Uh, please do let us know in the chat if you guys think it's easy, just as easy today to make $100 as it was a year or two years ago. Uh, so, Kim, I, I just dropped a video here on RSG where I talked about an article that was written by Business Insider. And in that article, they interviewed uh, people. They, they got data from several large chains. And the data was interesting. The takeout orders were actually up from previous years where the uh, uh, third-party apps like DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, those were down. So what they were seeing was more and more people who were wanting to utilize like loyalty type of uh, programs, stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, like buy one, get one free, something like that. Uh, and they were going in and picking it up themselves. So I, I guess ultimately my, my question is what, how do we recover from that? Like how, how do we as drivers keep going without spinning our wheels for, forgive the poor metaphor, but yeah. like, I, I'm always the guy who wants to adapt, right? You know, work smarter, not harder, right? Think outside the box, get creative, right? But how do we do that moving forward? I personally think it's not like, I know there's a lot of drivers out there that are still single app people. Me personally, yeah. like, I don't know how right now with the way the gig economy is, like, I don't know how people are surviving on one app if you're a one app person, just because, <clears throat> sorry, I know for DoorDash alone, at least in my market, like uh, we took a 75 cent 
base pay cut a couple of months ago. So, you know, take 75 cents times it by, I think it was like $3,900 for me over a course of a year. If I was just single apping DoorDash, I would have to stay out later. I would have to take more orders. Like it becomes, it's almost like they, they took a pay cut. Well, they did take a pay cut from you, but they're not compensate. In my opinion, they're just not compensating drivers. It's like, at least for me, it's like a couple, like two months ago, it's like I'm on the large order program and it's like they turn the faucets off and they revamped the entire DoorDash app. And you have these drivers, including myself going, what the heck is going on? Like this app I used to make, like was my main app. Like I can't rely on it anymore. And to me, that's sad, right? So it's something that you like to do. But these apps are forcing drivers to not like their app because they're making so many changes. <clears throat> so almost everybody in the chat is saying the same thing. It's harder to make money. And there's actually a couple of uh, comments I wanted to highlight here. Uh, yeah. One of them was from HC. Uh, he actually, or they, excuse me, I'm not sure, uh, put uh, two that were really telling. One was at uh, 807 year time. Uh, I used to make $100 in two hours, but not anymore. Uh, it's all like five hours or more, which is, yeah, I, I get it. And then uh, we've got Warren Decker also at 807 Your Time. Uh, most definitely not in Northern California. I used to make $200 easily in six hours uh, just two years ago. And today I can hardly make $100 in 10 hours. So that's very close to what I'm seeing in my market. So Kim, I got an interesting question. A couple of nights ago, I was uh, playing Xbox with my buddy, uh, Saltius Gaming. He, he's in the chat, I believe. And he was asking me about you and, uh, and your market. So what are you seeing as far as being LOP? Um, for me, it's like I said, I used to get like, a, like probably three to five catering bag required, which means, you know, it's an LOP, which means it's over a hundred dollars or more that the customer has ordered. I used to say three, (laughs) I used to see like three to five per day. Um, now I'll be honest, like during the week before Christmas, it was almost like it was back to normal. I'm like, Oh, DoorDash is like, it's back. And I was getting them left and right. But now we're after Christmas and I'm starting to see like the same habits all over again. Like I said, I felt like it was a, a faucet just completely just turned off the program and like they did something different, but didn't tell any of the drivers what they're doing. Hence that, you know, not, they're not the most transparent company in the entire world. So they, to me, they did something and I don't know what they did. Um, But it's not just me. I, you know, obviously we all have our own, you know, people and own subscribers and you see like the same comments. So it's not just me, but not only that, but man, this year was for my market was the year of oversaturation. I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like I used to have a booming market. Like it, like I can go out. I feel like just like the, you know, the rest of the comments out there, I used to go out and like, it would be nothing for me to have 250, $300 day, even mm-hmm. during the weekday. Like I was racking in, you know, anywhere between like three and 400, depending on whether yeah, it's a you weekend used to or like weekend day. Send me those screenshots and like rub that yeah. shit in my face all the time. You're like, look, peasant, look at what I got. <laughs> I did that on purpose. By the so, way. <laughs> um, I know. And I was always like, yeah. Sorry. 
it's okay. But now it's, you know, it's competitive. It's, yeah, it's, well, there's you know, so it, many more new drivers in my area. It's scary. Here's, here's the problem. So you were saying that you were getting the, uh, the LOP orders coming back, right? It, it had pretty much slowed to a drip. And then you started getting LLP orders again. Well, yeah. to me, it makes sense right before Christmas that you're going to yeah. start getting LLP orders, right? You've got companies and stuff throwing parties and, you know, you've got family get togethers. People don't want to cook and, you know, that's all understandable. Uh, with the driver tier program that we're seeing slowly rolling out to more and more markets, that's, in my opinion, going to effectively kill the LLP because you're, you know, actual like, um, that's what I'm looking for. Um, help me out here, Kim. Priority. <laughs> <laughs> totally dribbling. <laughs> your your priority is now all of a sudden going to be nothing because you've got, you know, 10 times more drivers who are in the LLP all of a sudden. Yeah. So moving into 2024, I am so sure that we're going to see that expanded on. And that's going to be detrimental to a lot of people's income. There's, there's people who I, I can't even begin to tell you, Kim, how many people I have had that told me that DoorDash is only worth it because they're LLP. That right there is going to effectively kill it. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't be making the money I make on DoorDash if I wasn't in the large order program. I think it's one of the best things I've, I, I think I've been on it for close to two years now, maybe a year and a half. Um, and it was, it's, it's, it was a game changer for me. So, you know, from making the money I was and, you know, back in the day, back in the day when I first did the large order program, like you can cherry pick all the way down. I mean, yeah, you went through hell week to get your top dasher back up, but like you can cherry yeah. pick until you got the order. Well, and they killed that for. too. They killed that With, too. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to go on a different tirade here for a minute, <laughs> but between, I, I would like the chat to chime in on this between Uber Eats and DoorDash. Which is more consistent for you guys with better paying orders? Is it DoorDash or Uber Eats? Kim, I know your answer, but go ahead. Mine is DoorDash. I, I want, like, if you asked me that question, like, two or three years ago, I would say Uber Eats all the way. Like, mm -hmm. I would make a killing. I would, like, I even had a a time where I was doing $1,500, $1,000 just on Uber Eats alone in my market. And then. Like, in a week? Just, in a week. Yeah. And not including any of my other apps. And it, like I was killing it with Uber Eats and then something happened. It completely changed in my market. Now, like I, I maybe one out of every 20 orders is worth taking on Uber Eats. They send more orders to my phone than DoorDash that I will say they like yeah. they keep coming in. But it's like 11 miles, 15 miles, 18 miles for like $5, $2. And you're like, yeah, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So recently what I have personally been seeing in my market after the drop in base pay. So I got hit with the 75 cent base pay reduction as well. And after they did that, they started trying to double everything that they possibly could. And it, it's to the point where so often they're putting orders together that really shouldn't be put together. Yeah. You know, one customer's like up here and the other's like down there and you got to backtrack or, you know, one restaurant is up there, and, you know, the other one's down there. So, uh, one They're, thing I, I was gonna say, the one thing I'll be honest, I hate about Uber Eats is if I decline an order, like an outrageous order, yeah, 
how many times does it come back to your phone again and again and again and again? Like it can literally come back to my phone like two or three times and you're like Uber Eats. Like I decline this order for a reason. Stop sending it to me because it'll go to Trip Radar and – yeah, that's what happens to me on DoorDash, but it doesn't really happen to me on Uber. But now the opposite will happen uh, on Uber. It'll like I'll decline it on TripRadar, and then the order will pop up <laughs> as a regular order. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. But you know, like I like to. DoorDash makes it easy to talk about them, unfortunately, because of the the stunts that they pull on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. A and you really gotta know what their end game is. Otherwise you might not see it coming or you may not realize that it's a bad deal for drivers. Right. But Uber eats Kim has been doing some things that I find just as alarming. So we've taken a look over, over the last several months, we've looked at several screenshots of Uber orders that are paying as low. I, I think we looked at one that was like what 12 cents or 16 cents or something like that. Oh, it was ridiculous. I think it was like 18 cents. So I'm Kim, I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time before we end up seeing no base pay and we're working for tips only. So about this time last year, uh, Uber had put out a uh, updated like driver uh, agreement that we all had to sign. And yeah. in that was some very uh, carefully constructed language that essentially said anything past the first order. So like a stack, like two yeah. or three orders. And you're effectively potentially working for tips only. So if that second or third customer doesn't tip, which we all know happens, you know, sometimes those bad orders get chained together. We're taking a loss by doing the order. We're doing it for free. Yeah. yeah. So, I used but it's to, not... I was going to say, I used to be averaging at least 12, maybe 12, 10, 12 orders mm. on Uber Eats like years ago a day. Now I'm lucky. Like I... I actually now use my Uber One card for yeah. like a savings account because I'll get like one order maybe every day and like I'll take it and like I'll just stash the money away and just like not mm. touch that card because it ends up being like a savings account for me because I can't get enough orders on Uber that are good enough for me to take. But I feel like we don't talk about Uber as much as DoorDash just because DoorDash is the like the more popular one, they stay in the news constantly where I feel like Uber Eats like does a lot of like sly things. Like they kind of yeah. like slip things in that they don't let the drivers know about until like you're driving and you're like, what the heck is this? Like they changed, remember this year they changed like the screen and now like there's more prompts and you have to go through more steps and accepting an order. And now you have to like hit convert, like, say that you have the order yeah. and then hit confirm or before you're yeah. just like, okay, I'm going like, yeah, you just, I don't understand. I'll be honest. I don't understand that. Like at all. I don't understand the concept behind that, except it takes more time out of my time to get an order done. But I want to highlight uh Chris <laughs> Bell's comment from eight eighteen your time. Uh, so it says I get trip radar for $2 and somebody takes it immediately uh, pits drivers against each other. So uh, that's something that I see here too, all the time. I see that I hear the trip radar sound, right? You know, the, you know, that obnoxious, like, ah, no money's coming sound. And you go to look at it and you're like, ha, you know, you start laughing and it's immediately gone. And I you're like, what is wrong with people? 
trip radar is crap. It is literally, it is the worst thing, in my opinion, on the door on the Uber Eats platform. I hate trip radar. It's annoying. It annoys the crap out of me every time it goes off. Like I have not taken one trip radar yet. <laughs> You're like, screw this. Yeah, I totally am. I'm like, I like I don't even look at it because I know if I look at it, it's like two dollars going ten miles. It's five dollars going like eighteen miles, and you're like, yeah. who is in their right mind Who's would ever take that stuff? Yeah. So I, I mean, unfortunately, the fact of the matter is, there's so many drivers that don't realize that they're not employees of these companies and don't realize that no is a viable option for them. Yeah. So just but, real quick, I just want to highlight this real quick. Yeah. Um, this is going to be. Oh, that's not the right one. Sorry. <clears throat> DoorDash, 76% of the market. Around this time, yeah. usually Bloomberg puts out the market share report oh, yeah. for the year end. I'm going to be really curious this year to see where, like, did Uber Eats go up? Because during I think Christmas, they're going to go up. I think they're going to go up because the amount of volume that comes through my phone, it's a lot. They're not all good orders, but it's like Uber Eats, Uber Eats, Uber Eats, Uber Eats. But I don't take that many, but it, so, it's like you keep getting orders on your phone. Yeah. So, I mean, Kim, I, I got to, I'm not saying I agree with your synopsis here because I, I overall don't, but more and more, I've been seeing the quality of Uber Eats orders dropping. I'm seeing more and more no tip orders coming through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I guess I view it as a sign of the economic times and, you know, I just hit decline, but that kind of brings me to another thought. Um, I think that you and I can probably agree on this. Typically, the gig apps tend to piggyback off of each other. And it's usually not long when one of them does something before the others do something similar or exact. Can you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. So uh, I want to talk about briefly something that's really concerning to me moving into next year. Uh, so, and don't go clicking off because you hear a market you don't drive in because I'm going somewhere with this. No <laughs> so in New York City, right, the, they passed the fake 30 bucks an hour, right? But the truth of the matter is it's closer to like 15 or 16 an hour when you factor in the driver utilization rate. But in response to the uh, the minimum wage law in new york city uber eats followed in doordash's footprint or footsteps excuse me and they're starting to require drivers to schedule yeah. kim that could could we see that potentially going into additional markets um unfortunately i i think there's gonna be and i feel like we talked about this before but this is my i know we're jumping ahead because i know this is probably our next topic but i'm going to say it now anyway I, <clears throat> sorry, I think that a lot of legislation is going to be really out front this year. It's election year. I just think that um, yeah. we're going to see a lot more legislation comes. And if there is, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of it because if it's a working in one area, they're going to be like, oh, it's working here. Orders are getting delivered. We're going to roll it out right. here as well. And that's usually how like the triple, like the trickle down effect happens. Like once it starts one way, somewhere, it kind it's of not keeps long going. Before it. Well, and yeah, like my... Prop 22 was, was the, the granddaddy of that, right? And now all of a sudden we've got New York doing something very similar. And we've got 14 states roughly 
think it's 14, I'll have to go back and double check, that have some sort of legislation on the books coming up. So for those of you who think that this is a New York City problem, it's not. not. So it's it's not by any means. And this is like what's scary for me is at least for me, like I'm like a state away from New York City. I'm literally like an hour and a half, two hours with traffic. I think it's like an hour and a half train ride, but Usually what happens in a lot of the neighboring states around me, they try to push through because they see that it's working or they see they're like, oh, I think we can adapt some form of that in like my own state. So for me, it's a little too close to home just because I think, you know, my state is already trying to plan something in the upcoming year. So, you know, for sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> what, what would it mean for you, though, to have to schedule? And I'm curious to hear the chat's opinion on this, too. It, you know, just a yes or a no would suffice. Could you see Uber Eats going the way of scheduling uh, nationally? What, what would scheduling I, mean for you, Kim? Uh, it would it would literally kill what I do. You know, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> the reason why I'm in the gig economy and I didn't go back to a W-2 is because I can be a mom, you know, like my schedule is all over the place based off of what's going on with my daughter's school. I get her on the bus. I get her off the bus. Like I cook my, I cook dinner every single night and then I go back out at night. Like, yeah. And not only that, but like we all have side businesses, right? So I have a side business. You have a side business. Like it allows me to have multiple streams of income and dedicate my time. That's why for me, top dasher is important. Like I don't have to schedule anything. I can literally just hit dash now and go. And that's why I do top dasher because I don't want to have that, not have that flexibility and coming and going as I please. So it makes me nervous anytime the government starts to get involved. I I feel like I kind of go back and forth on this a little bit, Kim. It I feel like it's kind of a double-edged sword because so frequently, I mean, you know, we, we talked about this last week too. Like we were in Colorado, we were talking to a senator and a congresswoman and, and the senator had no idea about any of the issues we face. But, you know, like he had a bill he was supposed to be voting on in front of him about our livelihood, right? And that's why I get nervous when the government tries to get involved in this stuff. But they keep showing over and over that they're going to keep squeezing drivers. And Kim, I just, I'm not the guy to say, play the game their way so you can stay in the game, right? Because that's not, that that's a W2 mentality. That's not a 1099 mentality. Yeah. That's not a, you know, that's not a screw you, no, I'm good, thanks. That's a, okay, sure, you know, whatever it takes to keep you guys happy. And that's the wrong way to approach it every time. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does take away our flexibility. And then um, Jonah, I'm in the gig economy because it allows me to place more work as a realtor. Like it, it, a lot of us, including myself are in it because it allows us to come and go. That's why we're independent contractors. If you force drivers to schedule, then we're really not, if you think about it, we're just an employee at that point. We're not really independent contractors because we can't come and go and take orders as we, as we please. And that's to me, the alarming thing of this whole entire scheduling thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, that's one of the biggest 
<coughs> pardon me, one of the biggest gripes I have with DoorDash is the scheduling. And it beats the hell out of me how they've legally gotten away with doing that all of this time. Yeah. Because that's not an IC type of move. That's an employee type of move. See, like, I'm like, oh, I'm we need this. you now. Oh, we don't need you now. Yeah. That's I that's a their a time thing, not an our time thing. Yeah, I see this a different way. Like I see this as I think the government needs to regulate the companies, not the drivers. Like I think they need to step in and stop them from doing but all how the are shady posted. Yeah, but how are they supposed to do that without affecting our livelihoods negatively if they don't know the problem? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, they have to be well-informed. And I think that's a lot of times where we come in. Like, I think that, like, we need to write our own senators. I've written my own senator before. Mm -hmm. um, he literally lives in my own town. So, you know, he's very local in my own area. So, you know, that's one thing as drivers we can do. But I just think the shadiness of a lot of these companies, whether it's DoorDash, Uber Eats, even, you know, Walmart, Spark, like there's just so much backhanded stuff that they they use independent contractorship to get away with the stuff that they get away with and it affects the drivers and it's just my it opinion. is very underregulated <laughs> yeah and that's and that's part of how they get away with so much of this shit it's definitely underregulated so you know like the the w2 employees they they've got protections and stuff like that that we just don't have kim i need you to take it for a second yeah no worries um but i just i don't know it's just something that i've always wanted to kind of voice my own opinion that, you know, I think we can all agree that like, there's so much shade, like just this year alone, just think about DoorDash and all the changes, <coughs> sorry, that we've been through with DoorDash, not even including Uber Eats. And a lot of those, you just shake your head and go, wow, really? Like, how are you getting as a company? Like, how are you getting away with this? and treating your drivers the way that you do. And I think that's my biggest issue um, with the whole entire thing. So I, I don't ever want to encourage anybody to give up on this because in theory, it's supposed to be something that works on their schedule mm -hmm. that they can, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> if you're just joining us, both Kim <laughs> and I are a little under the weather. Um, this is supposed to be something that works with everybody's schedule. And, you know, for me, right, like, you know, I'm a single parent. I've talked about that many, many times. And this works, right? I don't have to work a W-2 job because I've got driving, right? And I've got other sources of income. And those were things that I knew that I could largely rely on. And now one of those things is kind of, I don't really want to say winding down, but it's getting much harder. So there's a few things that I'm doing a little different, Kim. I'm moving into this uh, coming year. I've already started. Uh, I'm not driving Tuesdays and Wednesdays anymore. Uh, I did leading up to Christmas, but that was, you know, like the exception because it was like spark at Christmas and it was still kind of waiting around for a while. Yeah. But moving forward, I'm not going to be doing Tuesdays and Wednesdays because my time is much spent, much better spent at home. Uh, I'm not going to be taking doubles on any of these apps because they pay us less. Now, see, I've had much. I have. I've had success with stacked orders, so I can't say that I haven't. 
Um, I just think you have to be really wise in choosing them correctly. But um, but SOTA enforce independent contractor laws in place with no minimum acceptance rate, no scheduling, no hiding what the job pays. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I see should be. You're never going to have like you're, you're never going to be a general contractor, have a company approach you and be like, hey, like we're going to pay you this amount but it might be more you know maybe after we're done you know maybe if we pay you more it might be worth it but you're gonna have to do the work first to find out you're never gonna see that yeah you know i just you know going into 2024 i know for me like it actually already started i just worked differently like i found new apps that are supplementing what i'm losing in like the DoorDash world because it was my number one app. But now I have, you know, my catering apps and, you know, I have other apps that are now kind of moving into place. And the good thing about even catering apps and if you have like daytime availability is like you're done a lot of times with catering before 11 o'clock, before lunch rush even starts in the food delivery world. So you kind of get, get like the best of you know, both worlds. But for me, it's literally about working differently and working smarter, not harder. And I am not going to be staying out until like 11, you know, midnight, just because I'm not getting the money I need on DoorDash. Like I'm going to use my other apps to do that. So what do you think? So actually, you know what, let's, let's talk about the double thing here. There's a few people who, uh, yeah, they agree with, with me. me. See, no. yeah. well, okay. I'm sorry, yeah. Jim's so, right. No, you're not. So, but like, talk to me about this. All right. So what are you looking for in a double? Like has, since your base pay got knocked, has the way you approach doubles changed at all? Not really. I still look at dollars. I mean, you know, miles per dollar, dollar per mile um, to make sure for me, it's, it has to be, you know, two or more dollars per mile in order for me to take it. But yeah. as long as it's like short distances, like I'm okay, even taking a $13 stacked order, if it's only going like two miles, three miles, like I can knock that out in you know in a couple of minutes so to speak you know you also have to look at is it going to two separate restaurants is it going to two different drop-offs the ideal so, thing is it's one restaurant and you know two and different that's drop -offs. largely what i have been seeing and that's part of the reason that i'm not taking doubles anymore first of all we're getting paid less for the privilege of taking them and then i'm waiting around longer specifically on doordash so they can just stack these orders together because they're going to keep an extra dollar uh, or I guess more at this point of what would have been my pay. So I'm not willing to wait around longer for less base pay and then run around all over, like all over town. I guess from my, to... I mean, I guess from my standpoint, like, yeah, in order to make money, yeah, it sucks. We lost $2 on stacked orders. But if you're not taking orders, you're not making money, right? So I'm in the mentality. It, I know how long it's going to take me to do a stacked order, a single order. Like if I can knock out a stacked order for $13, $15 in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, to me, that's worth my time because then I can get another $10 order, another $13 order. And within an hour, I'm still making my 
my minimum, which is $25 per hour. So to me, I look at it from like a time standpoint, not so much. It's, I mean, it sucks. Our base pay got cut, but you still have to make money. See, but I, I view that as part of the issue. Like you're kind of telling the gig apps at that point that it's okay to slash our pay and we're just going to keep doing the work for less and less money. Just because I do it doesn't mean that it's okay. It's just me making, going out and making money. It's either you adapt and you accept what's going on or you make no money. I'm in the business well, of making money. I'm in the business of making money too, which is why I run like five apps every time I drive. So, so if I. my my options are if I can wait an extra five, 10 minutes for something that's going to pay me more on a different app, right? Or I've got this order in front of me that I know four months ago would have paid me $2 more per order and I'm going to have to run all over town. To me, it's a no brainer to just sit there and wait for it. See, I don't wait for orders. Like the minute I, I'm waiting for orders, it means I'm not making money. Like I am a constant like hustler. Like an order comes in as long as it's within reason. Like I'm taking it and I'm going. Like I've always had that mentality, and we this is where we differ. Like you sit around and wait for like the best order. To me, the, with the state of the gig economy and where we're at, I don't know when that order is coming in. So I'm gonna grab an order and still make money and keep my wheels moving. See, I think that part of our difference here is market. You are in a really, really, really good market. I am not really in a good market. So if I take whatever's in front of me, and I'm not saying I'm in a bad market, I'm just not in a great market. If I take whatever's in front of me, then I'm and that I'm actually probably going to cost myself money in a lot of cases. I'm not because telling you to take crap orders. I'm just telling you if it's a decent order, take it and keep your wheels moving. Right, I'm but not taking the ultimately, ultimately, what I'm trying to get at though is most of the doubles I see are crap orders now. Like doubles existed to begin with for one of two reasons because they were either generally the same pickup or very close to each other, so they they did it for time or to save money, but now I'm seeing it to save money, right? They're doubling bad orders with okay orders and a bad order with an okay order is just one bad order, you know, at the end of the day, in my opinion. I, I guess I just look at it as an overall package. Like I don't, I guess because I've done the climb so many times and with me maintaining DoorDash, like I don't, I just look at the whole package like i don't get involved to be honest with you if it's a good order bad order low tip order like as long as the overall miles to dollar ratio is okay at least for my like for me like i'm gonna take it because i'm gonna keep doing what i need to do to make money so that's the way i look at it like i don't i don't look at it i'm like oh i'm taking this because there's a bad order in it it's a stacked order you took it because the overall package and making this up is 13 dollars going two or three miles to me, that's a decent order because you can knock it out and get to the next order. So, uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that ultimately we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. I think that there's something to be said for, I know what, go ahead, read it. <laughs> Sorry. Cause that Kim is right. <laughs> if it pays, I'm grabbing it. It doesn't make it right. I keep the wheels moving like Kim. I hate waiting for orders. That's fine. I hate taking orders that I know I could be making more on. <laughs> but so. my thing is, if you're waiting, you're not making money. I think that's my biggest thing. If you're not, if you're waiting, you're not making money. Why wouldn't yeah. you just make an order to still keep move your wheels moving and make money? Yeah, I think, okay. But again, you're approaching that from your market's perspective, right? And I'm approaching it from my market's perspective. So if that's, if the difference in an okay order Versus a good order is an extra five, 10 minutes. I'm going to wait. 
But if Every you're in time. a bad order, that means that you're going to be slower than my market. Then that means orders are coming in less than my own market. I'm still in a small market. Like I'm in, like I'm in a little, little town in New, in New Jersey. I'm still in a small market. I'm not in the city. I'm not in a metro area. Like What's I'm the population still in a, of your market. Um, the main, the main city you drive in, if you had to guess. If I had to guess, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I can Google it real quick. Mm. So for me, it's about a hundred thousand, roughly, give or take, maybe ten thousand. I was gonna say, I was gonna say fifty thousand, but I could be wrong. I can Google it real quick. Mm. Okay. So the average DoorDash offer that I see, I would say, pays about six fifty, and that's over time since I've started driving. Uh, at, at the very start of the lockdowns, when my acceptance rate was a hundred percent, right? Like, and you know, after the AR was reset for the diamond goofy shit, uh, I'd say six fifty is the average DoorDash offer I see in my market. How about you? Um, see, I'm a little skewed, I think, because of the large order program. I mean, right now it's six dollars and kind of above because that's where kind of it got dropped down from the base. So I see a lot of even five dollar orders, six dollar orders, even four dollar orders. Just real quick, just the town like I pick up from where the restaurants are located, it's twelve thousand, not including like my surrounding area, like my surrounding towns I deliver to. So I'm going to say anywhere to like 20 to 40,000 okay. with surrounding areas. So like I'm still in a small market. It's not like I'm in a huge market. Okay. So earlier we were talking about how you used to send me screenshots of all of these orders and like rub it in my face, you know? And, <laughs> you and want me to keep doing that? I would go for it. I mean, I'm happy <laughs> for you, you know? But there's a reason that I haven't been doing that to you. And it's not because I'm a nicer person than you or anything like that because I'm not. But... <laughs> It's the fact that I don't see stuff like that in my market. So ultimately, I know that, you know, you really do have to know your market. But I think that constantly keeping the tires turning might lead to accepting, I don't want to say bad orders, but orders that aren't really up to standard. But everybody's standard is different. My standard is different than your standard. That's true. And my standard changes depending on the time of day and day of the week as well. So does mine. Like it's, my so. stuff still doesn't change. Like my standards, you know, don't, I mean, the standards adjust per day, whether it's a weekend versus whether it's a weekday. But, you know, just because my tires are moving doesn't mean that, like, I think a lot of people think like it means you're taking crap orders. No, that's why like you keep that, you know, 30%, at least in DoorDash. So you don't have to take those ridiculous, like 10 mile orders. You're like, yep, nope, I'm not taking it decline. Like I, it's just not something like I personally do. I, I take the orders to me, my minimum, and it's always been my minimum is a dollar per mile. So as long yeah. as it falls within that, I'm taking it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I understand having an absolute bare minimum floor. But I mean, a dollar a mile though, Kim, that's like, ooh, right now. But if you take a dollar, so think about it this way. I'm just going to like change your mind just for a half a second. If you, you take a dollar, I know if you take a dollar per mile for me, when I get the large order programs. So if I, if my minimum is a dollar per mile, when I get those big large orders that are $24 for two miles, $50 for five miles, like when I get those big orders, your dollar per mile ratio changes over the average of time based off of the bigger orders that you're taking. So when you look at your average per week, 
it's not a dollar per mile. It's actually more because you're actually using the large order program in your favor. No. Yes. That's not how math works, Kim. Yes, that's it not is. At all how math works. No, yes, that's, it is. No, it's not. Because okay, let me ask you this. So we, okay, <clears> so if you okay, is your car going to run? Hold on, no, 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 no. Stop, stop. Is your car like, going how are you to run? Not with me no, on this one. Come on, get with is it. Is your car going to run longer because you got paid more for an order? No. Well, my, your my car's car going to break run. down at, 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 at a certain like. But cars are meant to. Your cars I've always felt cars point. are meant. Okay. Cars are meant to drive. So we're not in it to save miles. I'm in it to make money. But not only that, but in the gig economy, if you are a full time driver, even a part time driver, and I've said this before, you need to keep putting every single day, even if it's one order, put it away for a car fund. Because if your car, if you need new tires, if you need brakes, if you need something, you're always going to have the money to always repair your car. And if yeah. it builds up over time, eventually you'll have enough money to get even a new car. So to me, get the miles yeah. out of it. You're here to make money. Yeah. So I wanted to mess with you a little bit. I understand where you're coming from, but I guess ultimately my thing is like, if you're going to like, yeah, I mean, your dollar per mile ratio will go up, right? Uh, with LOP, but you are not in one of those markets yet. At least I don't think you are where you need an obscene amount. Like you, you don't have to maintain a certain acceptance rate to be in the LOP in your market, right? You don't have the tier system. No, I don't have the tier system. Okay. So why not just wait for something that's much better? Because I don't know whether that's coming. Like your car will thank you in the long run. My area right now is so slow. You don't know what's going to come in next. So why would you wait if you don't know what's going to come in next, if it's going to come in? I, I guess ultimately, like I can drive my car into the ground and have $10,000 in savings for a down payment for a new one, right? Or I can run my car into the ground and not have any money in savings because I took garbage orders. See what I'm getting at? But I've been doing this for five years. I've never had a major car problem yet. And I still have money in the bank to fix my car or get a new car. (laughs) I know, but it has, knock on wood, it hasn't happened to me yet with the way that I am going so to me as long as it's not broke why fix it because to me i am making money like i'm still averaging you You know know, 200 to 250 per day by doing what i'm doing because i'm keeping my wheels moving and i'm keeping the orders coming and and that is great i would actually be really curious kim one of these uh, like we need to set aside a week to screenshot every order that we are accepting and I'd actually be really curious to know whose dollar per mile ratio is higher, mine or yours with the yours with the LOP and mine without it. Uh, I, I think that that might actually be a pretty. I think I'm gonna honestly. I think experience. I would kick your butt because now with my catering orders, like okay. I'm not driving I'm, as much. I'm averaging like four to five dollars per mile right now, Kim. I don't know what mine is to be honest with you. I just go like. I guess ultimately my point is our cars don't care how much we're making per order. They're going to break down when they break down. So you might as well get a decent amount out of it. Um, any, any rebuttal before we move on? And by the way, that man, the no, chat I think I made my beating point. up on me tonight. Okay. <laughs> man, you my get job. feisty when you're sick. 
the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Kim, let's let's move on here. <laughs> um, so, I, I, I actually, you know what? Real quick, um, in like three sentences or less, what do you see coming in twenty twenty four? Um, I see a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I see the gig economy um, continuing to change. Yeah. I don't think, I think we only kind of scratched the surface this year with changes that are coming, unfortunately. I think more legislation, unfortunately, is um, going to come to a lot more areas, whether we like it or we don't like it. Um, yeah. yeah, I, you know, I think, I don't think we're going to see an improvement. I, you know, I hate to be Debbie Downer and I hate to be all loom and gloom, but just by what history has, um, done this past year, I just don't think we're going to see anything different this year. I think it might get worse before it even gets better. I think we're going to see base pay of a dollar become a thing next year. Like pretty much universe, uh, universally for uh, like DoorDash and Uber Eats specifically, I think that that's just going to be what it is—a dollar, uh, you know, average. I think that we're going to see Uber Eats starting to require drivers to schedule a hell of a lot more places uh, because if they get away with it in New York, they're going to do it in more places, and then they can start squeezing drivers for acceptance rate, just like DoorDash does. Um, I think it could be a turbulent year, Kim. So I think. Uh, you know, even though we might disagree with how the best way to approach this stuff is, yeah, I think that we will always agree that the more apps you have, the more options you give yourself, the better off you are. Like, I can't stand Instacart, but guess which app I have installed on my phone? I'm telling you, I, I if you know me and you've been following me for a while... I hate, like, I hated Instacart. Like, I dug my feet in the, you know, in the sand. I'm like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. And this past year, um, I re reopened my Instacart account. And I still do at least one, two, even sometimes three Instacarts a week because sometimes you can get um, some really decent orders on Instacart. So don't discount them because they've saved mm -hmm. my butt a couple of times this year. Thank, Thank you, you, Thomas. Thomas. Much appreciated. appreciate you, man. So I hear what you're saying. It's always good to multi-niche, right? Like you've got multi-apping and then multi-niching. Multi-apping, you know, DoorDash, Uber Eats, GrabHub. Multi-niching is like food delivery, uh, you know, medical courier, um, grocery delivery, right? So it's always good to have as many opportunities <laughs> in the back pocket as you can. Yeah. But uh, Kim, let's, uh, what, what do you think the, uh, let's talk about predictions, like as far as apps go. What, okay, real quick, for 2023, what were your top three apps? Before we do that, let's have the chat put in their answers before mm. we give them ours. So everybody in the chat, tell us what your top three apps were this year in 2023 before we tell you ours. And maybe you should put the bottom ones of 2023 in there as well. Okay. I was going to do top and then we'll do bottom. Okay. Uh, just save them all at once. Okay. We'll save it all. So top three, uh, bottom three, tell us what your top three apps are and their bottom three apps. Uh, thank you. Saul. Saul. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, wood tier later. 
All right, Jason with uh, DoorDash, Roadie, and Uber Eats. See, I think Roadie gets trashed on unnecessarily, Kim. They're in my bottom three. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna give like I'm gonna give an explanation for both my top three and my bottom three. So I'll go okay. into my. <laughs> I'll go all into right. mine. So, but, so, so are, the, are all these uh, that are coming in? Are these your top three apps? I'm just curious. I, I'm thinking they're probably top three. Okay. So uh, salt with spark, spark, and spark. Mm. Does dude does a lot of spark. Walmart, Spark, Uber Eats, uh, Instacart, Top. Uh, DoorDash, Uber, and Lyft. So that's interesting to me. Like typically, you don't see rideshare drivers that do uh, delivery as well, and yeah. to have that be like the top, that's that's actually quite interesting. Bottom DoorDash, DoorDash, DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I can resonate with that. Uh, Kim, why don't you go ahead? What you got? Okay. So my top three are delivered, deliver that, and DoorDash. Those are my top three. Why? Run us um, well, delivered, it's because um, they've been good to me this past year. I just signed up for them a couple months ago, but I like that they pay the next day. Um, sometimes a lot of the catering apps, you have to wait a little while before you get paid, at least with delivered. You get paid um, the next day, which I actually really like. Um, and, you know, to me, they're the ones that I've done are very short miles for the amount of money that you get for the deliveries. Um, so that was, they made my top list. Um, deliver that to me though, the best paying catering, catering app. My only thing with them is they're all catering apps. They're just not consistent enough, at least in my market, but their pay is really good. Um, and they've made up for a lot of what DoorDash has been doing their shenanigans this past year and then DoorDash is still my number one money producing app even though I don't really agree with a lot of things that they do they still produce a lot of money for me so those are my top three okay all right <laughs> so I got a list I wrote down a list Kim so uh Spark first and foremost it has been the most consistent as far as uh, making money um, I would have said probably Uber Eats, uh, a little while ago would have been number one, but with the base pay reductions and stuff like that, and the influx of no tip orders, like Uber does not pad no tip orders like Spark does. So I got to go with Spark as number one. Uh, I got to go with Uber Eats as number two. And in... In my market, they're still quite good, Kim. Like uh, a friend of mine, fellow driver in my market, actually just did like a. Actually, hold on, I I'm gonna butcher this. I still have the screenshot on my desktop. Um, I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. Oh, I did. Oh, sweet. Uh, so a friend of mine just got a um, Walmart order on Uber that paid one hundred and seventy two dollars and sixty six cents for six stops. Wow. I and that was a trip radar. Wow. I have not seen any of those. I've seen them yeah. come through Facebook groups and also Reddit. I have not seen one of those yet in my own market. Yeah. So I want to respond to Bud Soda's comment here because it, it's pretty, actually pretty interesting. So um, I agree that they do treat you like a W-2 when you have to deal with support. Uh, I try to avoid support whenever possible uh, when it comes to Spark. Uh, but my... 
uh, my experience couldn't be any further from that uh, as far as like the treating you like an associate. Uh, the There's one Walmart in my market that I can pick up from and the staff there is just incredible. So, you know, I, I think that I get really good treatment there. I'm, I'm always kind to them. And, uh, you know, in turn, I get, you know, quick service and, you know, I, I, I got to disagree with you on the being treated like an associate. Yeah, see, um, I was almost got, I was almost going to put it in my bottom three. I was almost. Ooh, Kim. I know. Oh, I gonna, was al- I was almost going. To you know, we're gonna have to do a therapy session after this one. <laughs> we might have to, but yeah, I have I have not had any luck on Spark. When I first started Spark, man, I was doing fifteen hundred a week, eleven hundred a week. Like I was rocking it in Spark, and then. Yeah. It just completely changed. And not only that, like my closest Walmart, it's 10 miles from my house. And then the other two Walmarts are like 20 additional miles. So we're Mm -hmm. talking like 30 and 40 miles away. And they never send me an uh, order to the Walmart that's closest to my house. And a lot of time I'm like, I can't can't do it. Like I can't do it. Um, So it's, I really, I rarely do Spark anymore just based off of like, if I'm going to do Spark, like I'm going to have to do a whole day of Spark because I'm not going to waste 10 miles there and back and only do like one $15 order miles ratio. That just doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So I just Googled it. Uh, the closest Walmart to my place is about six miles. Yeah. And um, that's the one Walmart in my market, right? Like, uh, like I, you know, I was talking about salt earlier. I, I talk with, uh, you know, saltiest all the time. And he's in a market where he's got like a ton of Sam's Clubs and Walmarts and like all kinds of stuff you can pick up from. Yeah, I know. I yeah, it's just not the case here. So for me, uh, I've got the one Walmart that I have to drive to. And with Spark, like proximity really matters. So it's either I'm doing Spark or I'm doing like food delivery on DoorDash and Uber Eats. It really doesn't, you know, once I've got a Spark order, I can then multi-app. But, you know, it's not like I can turn them both on and, you know, be at my food waiting place and get spark orders or be at Walmart and then get food orders. It just doesn't work like that for me. Yeah. Um, so, so and my, your... <clears throat> Sorry, so, my, well, my, and my final third uh, app uh, is probably uh, you know, DoorDash. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, on DoorDash. I'm sorry, what was that? DoorDash, Kim. It was DoorDash. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My hearing must not have been right on that one. It was, you heard it the first damn time, didn't you? <laughs> All right. So look, it's one of those apps that stays busy. You know, it's busier than the other ones, typically. So if if the map's red, I'll turn it on. You know, you never know when you're going to get a good order come through. And, you know, that'll make it worth your time. So, you know, I mean... I. It's like I look at uh, DoorDash as a broken ATM. Like occasionally it'll spit out like 20 bucks when you walk past it. You usually won't, but occasionally it will. So, you know, it's worth walking past it every so often just to see what happens. <laughs> All right, Kim, what are your bottom three? My bottom three are shipped just okay. because I can't stand their pay model. Like, I mm-hmm. hate going into an order and not knowing if I'm getting any tip. Like why would I go shopping for 40 items, 50 items, 60 items and not know if I'm going to get a tip afterwards to me? Like, I just don't like their pay model whatsoever. Next one is roadie. Um, And I know some of you guys love roadie, but I can 
not even come close to getting a decent order worth taking in my own area. To me, the amount of money you get for a lot of miles that they are like, it's to me, it's a disaster in my area for roadie. And then the last is point pickup, just because um, I want to like point pickup. I even did a couple of them um, this past year to um, just to see if I can like really get into it. And I did one order and it was, it was $21 and it was going 0.6 miles. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. $21, 0.6 miles. Oh, sure. I'll let's, let's give it a try. Go to my local shop, right? Which is my grocery store. She comes out with three shopping carts of groceries, five cases of water. I can't even tell you how many cases of Gatorade. Like literally three shopping carts of food, and it was going to a profit, a nonprofit organization. And I'm like, that was like my, I'm like, that was like my draw for hating point pickup. First of all, you don't know what you're picking up, how many units you're picking up, what's in the order. Like you're literally going into every order blind and not really understanding what you're doing as a driver. So, um, yeah, those are my bottom three. Okay. All right. So if you didn't put your bottom three apps, please do. I'm, I'm curious to hear that. Yeah. So for me, my uh, bottom three are Instacart. Okay. I cannot stand Instacart, Kim. I have it installed for a rainy day, but I cannot stand it. In my market, all I see is like like $12 doubles where you have to go, like you got to drive to the grocery store, shop for two customers, and deliver it for 12 bucks like that ain't gonna fly with me that's not about to be a thing um so uh, instacart is definitely like my least favorite app full stop uh next would be doordash um, you can't do that you put them in your top three so what cheater this is our show i can make just as many rules as you can it's cheating you can't okay. put that in Okay. Three of your top three. How? Yes, I can. You can't. Yes, I can. That really works. <laughs> yes, it is. There's something called a love-hate relationship. No. Yes. It's either in your top three or your bottom three. You can't have no. it in both places. Yes, you can. No, you can't. Pick something okay. else. All right, hear me out. No, no, I'm no. not picking something else. I'm because, like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Because like, DoorDash is a love-hate for me, right? They have the most order volume. Like, I, I can't deny that. But they also play the most games with drivers. They play the most games with our money. And they try to squeeze us far more than any other app does. So, like, you know, for that reason, yeah, it's in my bottom three as well. No, you can't have it in both places. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You need to make Chat, a decision. Can I do that? Is that against no. the rules? Yes, it's against the rules. You no, can't it's have not it against the rules. That's not against the rules, Kim. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay, well, well, the chat is, uh, you know probably beaten up on me again uh, <laughs> you notice that they didn't get mad at you for the point pickup thing and uh you know so they're, they're just on my case tonight but okay so uh instacart doordash and uh grubhub uh that one kind of pains me to say i used to love grubhub kim that was like my 1200 a week app when i first you know like not first started driving but shortly yeah. thereafter um and it just died off um 
you know, it went from like, it wasn't uncommon for me to see 30 and $40 orders on Grubhub at one point for, for singles. Mm. It was, it was brilliant for a while. And now it's like, good luck seeing something that's above a dollar a mile. Mm. It just like, just doesn't happen. But Soda said he got on my case for point pickup because he likes point pickup. So. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so those are the bottom three for me. Uh, Kim, do we have time for the, the one last uh, thing? Yeah, we can do the one last thing real quick. Okay. We'll do the one last thing. So Uber Eats released their uh, their list for 2023. What was ordered? Uh, who ordered the most? Uh, what wasn't ordered as much? So, uh, pretty, pretty interesting list. Um, where did my, oh, okay, here we go. Uh, so the, uh, top five most ordered food items on Uber Eats in 2023 were French fries, garlic naan, pad thai, miso soup, and California rolls. Kim, would you order any of those? I wouldn't order the naan just because I'm not a big, I don't like Indian food. So I think that would. I think that would be like the only thing that I wouldn't order. Other than that, I and I'm really not a picky eater. It's just I'm just not a big Indian food. Oh man, see, and I love spicy food. And uh, in my experience, if you go to either an Indian place or a Japanese place and you say make it spicy, they take you seriously. <coughs> and and I you know and I respect that you know. Whereas like like a Thai place or something, yeah. I go there. I'm like, please make it spicy, and it comes out and like, uh, can I have the spice rack too, please? <laughs> oh, yeah uh so yeah okay french fries garlic naan pad thai miso soup and california rolls uh can anybody guess what the most ordered dessert was leave it in the chat we'll come back to it uh let's see where was my oh um <clears throat> interestingly kim less customers ordered rosé on uber eats this year but there was something else that customers requested a lot more of than the previous year. Can you guess what that was? Hmm. I think it's not fair because I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hot sauce. Uh, that Hot doesn't sauce. surprise me. Like how many times have you delivered and like they leave the notes in the leave at door notes and it's like, please get extra hot sauce. And you're like, dude, I'm delivering. I'm making this up like sushi. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I gotta, oh, clearly, gotta, it's not that. <laughs> I got a quick funny story. Can we highlight Steven's comment? Uh, is it this one? Yeah. That stuff is nasty. No, no, no. Not that one. Oh. Uh, 9.05 your time. 9.05. Okay. Green tea ice cream. That is nasty. I don't think I've so, ever had it. Oh man. So my family lived in Japan when I was younger and the, like the stereotype with like Japanese and the, the vending machines and stuff like that. Super true. Like that is absolutely a thing. You can get almost anything you can think of in vending machines in Japan. Uh, so we were taking a road trip and we saw a bunch of ice cream vending machines that were like lining the side of the road. So we're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's get some ice cream. Right. And so, uh, we stop and we all get our respective ice creams and, um, I forget who it was, but somebody thought that they were getting mint chocolate chip it was not mint chocolate chip, Kim. It was green tea ice cream and it was putrid. <laughs> That's like a really big difference. Like if you're thinking you're taking a spoonful of mint chocolate chip and it's green tea, mm -hmm. that's a, uh, I'm like, ugh. 
So, uh, all right. So Steven with green tea ice cream, Thomas with uh, ice cream. Uh, mine is extra fry sauce. Carrot cake. Okay, mocha ice cream. So <laughs> uh, the most ordered dessert, Kim, was apple pie. That's interesting. I found that interesting too because I don't really deliver a lot of apple pies. I, I don't. I don't think I've ever delivered an apple pie before. I mean, I have around Thanksgiving, but not. It's, I don't know. Not really. It's not really something I would have thought of. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so uh, Penn State uh, placed the. Uh, uh, ugh, sorry, I'm getting tongue twisted here. Penn State uh, placed the most late night food delivery orders on Uber Eats in 2023. Go Penn State. <laughs> Is that New Jersey? No, it's in Pennsylvania. Penn I, State. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what it stood for. I don't like. How would I know that? I don't. I've never applied to school there. I don't follow sports. <laughs> Wow. That's the only thing I can I, say is wow. Oh my. Uh, okay. <laughs> what What do you think the most, and, and I'd like the chat's input on this again. Uh, what do you think the, uh, the most uh, non food items that were ordered on Uber Eats were? Mm -hmm. Hope, I hope I worded that right. Kim. Yeah. So like what, without, like if you didn't know, what would you say? Um, pregnancy test. Mm, lube. <laughs> <laughs> We've All hit right. the time of the night where we start devolving. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, was, right. well, I was close with the pregnancy test. So, you know. Mm. See, I could see toys. Oh. I could see toys? toys being a thing because, yeah, yeah, like adult toys because, you know, people don't oh, want to go out and shop them for toys. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, I could see that being a thing. Uh, I've never actually gotten an order for one, but I've seen a lot of screenshots. So it seems like, you know, that's a thing. So, uh, only a couple of responses on that. So let's, um, let's look at the actual list here, Kim. Okay. So the, uh, top three non-food items delivered on Uber Eats in 2023 were, uh, Scott unscented. I thought that was, I always thought it was Scout. Anyway, unscented toilet paper, uh, COVID tests. <laughs> of course and plan b well i was close with the pregnancy plan b hey bud soda got one of them <laughs> <laughs> say with thomas all right cool so i guess that kind of makes sense and interestingly i don't think i have delivered the covid tests uh or plan b ever really i feel like i nope. do covid tests like once a day <laughs> i don't do a lot of shopping pays unless it's like spark I'm telling you, you need to like literally this year start doing shop and pays because they can make you some good money. I suppose. I did a $40 one today for 18 items. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah I mean, if I were getting paid like that to do them, I, I absolutely would. It was Uber Eats. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Well. So yeah, I, I if if you guys are open to doing shopping pays and you don't do them, like I really recommend doing if if they're worth it. Like you have to really know how much or how long a shop is going to take you to do, but you can make some really good money on shopping pays on a lot of these apps. Yeah. All right, Kim. I think this is a good point to wrap it up for the evening. Sounds good to me. 
Thank you guys so, so much for being here tonight. Uh, it was fun. It was a fun show. Yeah, it was. Um, Kim Thanks and for you beating know, up on Zach for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I want to say real quick, you know, I, I just got to throw it out there. I definitely took a couple shots at you tonight, and you were a great sport about it. And I respect the hell out of you that we can have a differing opinion and still, you know, be friends at the end of it. So absolutely, um, I appreciate you know, that's you. what it's all about, right? Like we're we're all here because we obviously all work in the gig economy, but yeah. it's not fun when you don't when you agree on everything, right? Like that's, that's very what true. makes us that's what makes us unique. You know, we all have differences of opinions and you know I love that when we don't agree, it's kind mm. of fun to go back and forth and really get our point across because I always think I'm right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, guys, thank you so much for all of the love and support you guys have shown us. And, uh, you know, thank you for spending some time out of your day with us. Until next time. Bye, everyone.